And for me, it's physical, nutritional, you know, hydration, air, detox, you know, mindfulness, meditation, yoga, it's all these little pieces. And that can feel really daunting, right? At the beginning, when you're trying to start this path to wherever you're going. So you, you could take that analogy professionally. It's like, okay, I want to say, start this business. You're like, okay, I got to do these 50 things. Like, where do I start? Right. And the same thing for getting yourself physically or mentally in a good place. Just pick one thing. All right. Welcome everybody to the high performance happiness podcast. This is Brian Sharp, your host, Welcome those that have joined us, helped us get this off the ground uh, in the past, as well as those that are new to it. If you are checking us out for the first time, this is, uh, I like to describe this as the podcast I couldn't find. Uh, if you're somebody who is a big believer in generating results, high performance, but you don't want to sacrifice happiness and well-being, well, that's what we talk about here. So I get an opportunity to interview business leaders and entrepreneurs and uh, industry experts in these different areas and domains to really uncover proven strategies and tactics so that we can both generate better results but live better lives. So we cover everything from beating burnout and making really big decisions to you know how do you manage stress? How do we improve self-care? How do you scale a business in the midst of COVID? Um, we try and pull out some practical advice, have a little bit of fun, but ultimately all this is hope, something you can take away and apply in your everyday life and business. Uh, so I'm a believer there is a path to balancing high performance and happiness. And that's what we're going to dig into today uh, with, I'm excited to say, my good friend, my good friend, Jeb Burns. Welcome, Jeb. Thank you. Excited and honored to be here. Man, yeah. I've waited a long time to do this. So it's funny when you... <laughs> kick these things off. You make it like a short list. You were on the short list, man. And, and uh, I'm going to give a little background for context because he won't do it. It's just how he is. You'll get to figure that out here. Humble dude. <laughs> uh, but Jeb is, uh, I, I'm going to just take it right from your site because I love how you succinctly described yourself. You said, I'm a life and health coach, husband, father of two, outdoor enthusiast, a bit of a health fanatic, and thoroughly enjoy helping others create positive change within their own life. And I couldn't agree with that description more. You've helped me with everything on that list. Although I'm, you know, I'm getting, I got work to do on a few of those, but I'm getting better. Um, background wise, important to note, uh, you know, that not only does he bring the passion for these areas, but he's got the credentials. So here's the list. But ready? Let's buckle down. These are, this is all about you now, right? So certified human potential coach. Certified athletic trainer, previously worked uh, both at collegiate and at the pro level, certified strength and conditioning specialist, and carries a master's degree in kinesiology and athletic training. And by the way, I didn't even know what kinesiology was until he told me about it while he was in college. So that was good, right? I get the list right. I got them all. You nailed it. I, mean, ah. I think all that. All all right. that I think all that means is that I just went to school for a little while and passed a couple <laughs> tests. <laughs> it's a lot more than that, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Is that you've you've been somebody who's uh, who's been um, been a great influence on me, and and I I'd like to you know first thank you for being here. I, I'm grateful that you're making time for us and and helping us, and 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 I'm so excited to share you with the audience. 
But also I want to just thank you for being there. You've been, uh, we've known each other for what, 25 plus years now? Yeah, I was trying to think that. Uh, You've seen me at my best and you've seen me at my worst. And likewise, you know, you've, you've, you've been like the steady influencer in my life. And I'm just super grateful for that. And I'd say, you know, for the audience, one of the things that is I started this journey that I now call high performance happiness, but I didn't know what to call it back then. Dude, these were the talks we'd have, right? Like this is the late night, long drive, like talks. So I, I just, just wanted to say that, that not only am I having you here today, because I think you're one of the, the best uh, people I know for this topic, um, but you've been certainly one of the best influencers in my life, and I appreciate you for that. So thank oh, you. Thank you so much for saying that. I'm Absolutely. truly honored. That right. Yeah, that means End a the lot. podcast. We're done. All right, let's go. Yeah, call it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I gave a little bit of the background, but why don't you describe, like, give us a little set, like, what's Jeb Burns' world like right now? Who who are you and what are you doing these days? And what's yeah, no, great question. I love that. It's it, it finally, I think about like if you're answering that question, like who am I? It's like, well, I could go like personally or professionally. Yeah, and, immediately and I, you have to, right? And it's like <laughs> totally. And sometimes you wear both hats at the same time. But sure. um, yeah, um, who I I'm a husband, I guess, first and foremost. Yeah. You know, shout out to my wonderful wife. I'm a dad. Love my, got two young boys who are just, um, how do you, they are a lot. (laughs) They are my heart, but they are also all consuming almost four and almost six year old boys. And they are the embodiment of you better be careful what you wish for. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like growing up. So I have two wonderful sisters and just have amazing relationship with them, but I always wanted brother, a brother. Right. And I'm pretty open about saying that. And like I said, you gotta be careful what you wish for because then all, now I have you and all of our close friends. It's like more brothers than we can even count. Right. Right. And then now I have, two sons that are brothers. So it's like, yeah. I'm surrounded by brothers now. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you yeah. said, you know, we, we kind of grew up together. We do have a big crew that's, that's run together and stayed together, which is, I think a testament to the type of people like you that are a part of that, but you had a close family too, like really close family. Yeah. Group, right. That's yeah. the thing I always thought about you guys. Remember totally. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, professionally, you know, you hit, you hit all the bullet points there, human potential coach and, Long-time certified athletic trainer and strength and conditioning coach and work in kinesiology and athletic training and um, all about the human body. And yeah, yeah profession, personally and prof- professionally, that's where what I love about doing the human potential coaching is I get to wear both hats and yeah. professionally practice my passion. Right. And that's yeah. where we've spent a lot of time. And But it, it applied even back in the day, like... Jeb was the guy that when we did something dumb on a dirt bike or <laughs> mountain biking, like it was always good to have a Jeb, right? Because you could fix us. Maybe yeah. a little hungover, you could fix <laughs> us, you know? But yeah. as we've gotten older and smarter and wiser and uh, maybe a bit more sore, you've, you've helped us. But now it's really shifted a lot to the mental side for me and getting mm-hmm. better and how we think and self-care and all of that. And I, so I definitely want to dig dig into that. Um, so I... It, I'm curious how you would receive this, right? So I look at you and I think of this guy that's so even keel, that's got this licked, right? 
high performance happiness. He's the guy you've worked in the NFL and you've run college, you know, uh, athletic teams and, and you've, you've done, you've done all this stuff. You work with individuals as a coach and I don't know, just, it almost looks easy for you. Right. And so how do you process high performance happiness? When you think of that phrase, like where does it sit with you? Is that a weird phrase for you? Or does that, does that feel, I know it's not as easy as you make it look, but how do you, how does that feel for you? If I say, man, it looks like you've got this figured out. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And first of all, I'll clarify that it's all smoke and mirrors because <laughs> uh, yeah, visually I might, I have many times I've been called like even Steven, like, um, yeah. like, like Seinfeld, right? right. He's, he's like, right. Even Steven. Um, and where I don't have too many highs or lows and on the exterior, I could absolutely see that interiorly, you know, between my ears, it, yeah. you know, it might not be quite that smooth. Um, right. definitely wasn't in the past. Um, going through a mindfulness training has been just transformational for me and actually has made what's going on between my ears mm -hmm. be much more in sync with how I look externally as far as not too high or not too low. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, um, but what does, <laughs> so thank you for. When you hear that yeah. though, do you go like, yeah, I'm working on those things. That's good. Or do, do you receive that totally differently? Like, I don't know. That's not how I look at myself or how I feel about it. I think we're our own, we're all our own worst critic or right. hardest critic. Right. And right. so I'm always, I'm always tinkering. I'm always poking. I'm always yeah. pressing. Um, on the, you know, on the high performance happiness, I feel like I've always, uh, it's it's shifted throughout my lifetime. Like, okay. you know, when I was working, you know, as the head athletic trainer at San Jose State and running the football team, and I'm, I was really focused on my the, my professional work there, and I was crushing, and or if you want to say, like, really enjoying and succeeding and thriving professionally in that role. Hmm. But my happiness wasn't quite there. There's a lot of personal sacrifices that went along with that work. And then leaving that job, what I specifically left that job to find more balance and happiness. And it's constant. It's been a really consistent progression in okay. that manner. And so to the place where I'm like, oh, maybe I, I am a little bit unbalanced and I'm happy in light of we could get into the whole COVID stuff and how we're all isolated and what, how hard that is for us all yeah. emotionally, but overall just so very happy. And I, but I feel like I need to start working on my high performance professional side more okay. and get a little bit more balance there. Okay. So there's a, so yeah. I like that. I want to go back to that later. There's this calibration, I guess. Right. But you've, mm -hmm. I think one thing I've always appreciated about you is you, you've been very, you're very self-aware. Like you, you know, where those dials are for a lot of us. We're like, Oh, I have dials. <laughs> I didn't know I had the, where do I turn yeah. it? And so I think that's, that's something I want to dig into a little bit. Just going back, maybe to start. Um, I, I remember you starting your career, you were traveling all the time and we all gave you a hard time. You were really yep. like laser focused um, and had a great deal of success. Uh, what, where did that come from for you? Is that, I know your dad was an entrepreneur, like, is that kind of in your DNA or what, what was a driver for you as a perf high performer or somebody who's really achievement oriented? That's a really good question. It was, I think it was, 
I mean, there's definitely that work ethic installed. You know, my my dad, like you said, both my mom and dad are entrepreneurs, and mm-hmm. um, and but my dad was definitely kind of like more the prototypical entrepreneur. My mom's entrepreneur, but self-employed, okay. whereas my dad was, you know, he's owned multiple businesses, mm-hmm. and so I've seen him run those and the grind that that takes. Yeah. Um, and so there's definitely the work ethic installed there from him. Um, and that combined with really was my passion for the work with athletic training, um, just loved the work. It was just being part of that team was so, so freaking cool. Like you were literally a part of that team. I mean, as a healthcare provider, we're supposed to be stay a little bit more neutral, but come on. I mean, you're, you're working (laughs) with these, these guys and gals 24 seven and you get to know them so personal that you do become vested in their out the outcome of the games and their their overall well-being and so there was just this wonderful passion that was combined with the work ethic yeah and i think it was a combination good point yeah having both parents and then being in a very competitive environment with with those athletes at their peak performance you get to Clean a lot off of that. What um, and we were all slightly competitive, hanging out together, just a little bit. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, were? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about on the happiness side? Were that's for me though. The you know you, I would like to think that I you know was a happy kid and and was a positive person, but it's in in my, many ways I have to be very intentional about that dial in my life because I tend to lean towards the hap- the performance side. That's, that's my go-to move for, for even Steven here. Like where, where was the happiness DNA coming in? Was that at home? Was that later in life with this training you were talking about? Or how, how would you say that was introduced to you? Yeah, that was in a lot of phases too. Um, you know, definitely had just a, you know, wonderful upbringing, you know, just great parents that, were always there for me. Um, and yeah, you know, it's like, I didn't knock on wood, you know, it's like, I didn't have much trauma growing up, yeah. you know, grew up country and, you know, Sebastopol run around the woods, playing in the creeks. And right. um, yeah, it's just, it's, I think it was just a nice, even blend of nature, no pun intended or mm-hmm. pun fully intended and nurture. Right. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, there were, yeah, you know, that's a great question because I flash back and try to think of like times that I was unhappy. And I remember like eighth grade getting into pot a little bit, you know, and grades failing and, you know, experimenting and stuff. And I guess as a teenager, that was a low point. Um, but again, nothing catastrophic. It always and, came back. You had a good foundation. Yeah. And all just, that, so. Yeah. And just rebounded there. And, um, yeah, it was just a really nice blend of nature and nurture there. Yeah. So one of the things I'm interested in, so I know you you work still from time to time with athletes. You work also with, you know, people like me, right? Dads that are professionals. I think that's predominantly who's listening is are people mm-hmm. who are running or building businesses. Um, when you think about high performance happiness for the general public and what you see or why people are coming to you. What, what do you think was like, if I were to ask you the state <laughs> of that balance right now in the world and you know, COVID is a real thing we have to address here. Like, how do you, how would you assess or if I said like, how's it going right now with the people coming to you is how would you assess it right now? What, what's 
coming up the most, I guess. Yeah. I, it's, I, we've got stressors that we've never had to deal with before. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like whether, I mean, it could be just black and white as are you employed or not? Right. right? right. Um, and then if you're lucky enough to still be employed, odds are you're working from home. Mm-hmm. And have you ever worked from home before or not? And right. man, what does that look like? Um, that's That's been, you know, this past year, a steep learning curve for myself um, and trying to, you know, stay focused with your work. But downstairs, you hear what's going on with your family or your kids and yeah. you're feeling pulled there. So there's these all these distractions that were are getting thrown our way that we're not used to having. Um, for me, it's, you know, it could be lack of community, not being face to face with my coworkers or associates on a regular basis. And so missing that piece of my professional community, um, that I imagine that's, it's, that's for real. And that, I mean, so grateful that we can sit here on, on, you know, video platform and interact this way, but man, in person, human interaction, like, (laughs) Dude, I want to give you a hug, man. <laughs> I like, want to hug I, you, man. Yeah, like I what, missed that. What are What are you hearing? So those are the those are the big buckets, right? Like I'm yeah. unemployed, or I'm trying to figure out this work from home, or I don't even know where. I still every day have to ask my wife who goes to school because I'm still not sure. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, we, yeah. our kids are in they're enrolled in school. I just don't know who goes when or where. Um, but what are you hearing? someone reaches out to you, what are, what are some of the common things, you know, COVID or not, that struggles that people are having balancing mm-hmm. these two things? Yeah. Like, I want, I'm driven, I want to go, but man, yeah. Yeah. You know, the dials, how, what, what are they yeah. right now? What are you hearing? Energy and focus. What kind of energy? Okay, I didn't expect yeah. that. What, what kind of energy? Yeah, mental energy. Mental like, energy. Be, and, yeah, <laughs> so being able to just... It, yeah, you know, if you're if you drive and you go to an office and you've got your setup that you're you're you know what it's going to be like for the next eight hours and it's it's almost everything's put in place for you to stay focused and clear and driven on what you got to get done that day. You know, if if you're trying to put all this together from home with all the distractions, so that's where the focus piece comes in. um, That that's obviously a whole nother stressor upon itself, but the energy piece is like, you know, all of our normal systems have probably been thrown out of whack this past year as well. And self-care, like, what are you doing to take care of yourself and to make sure that, okay, did you actually like, when's the last time you showered, let alone put on a pair (laughs) of pants, right? You know, so all these things around self, exactly. Like (laughs) to that point, like I showered and shaved for you today, Brian. And I felt like, I felt like, dude, that was a win for this week for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last time you showered. So that was a new way of looking at self-care. Did you shower today? Did you shower? Seriously. But yeah, all of our, normal patterns have been thrown out the window and you have to recreate them now. Mm -hmm. And with those normal patterns, a lot of times would you would have something that was put in place, whether it was how you ate or exercised or slept Mm -hmm. um, and you put all those pieces together or take some of those pieces away. And and there goes your energy, let alone mental clarity and focus. And yeah, it's like, that's it. I didn't expect that answer. I should have known, man. Like, but I didn't expect <laughs> that answer. This is your go-to move, mental energy. I, it, everything's gotten a little harder. 
Like every, yeah. everything is, you got to think of through it one more step or it's it just, it's a different way of engaging. Um, and so I, I was, you know, I often find myself saying, you know, we've worked a lot on my energy, my physical energy, mm-hmm. but I often find myself saying, you know, at night, like I, do, this is my catchphrase almost, you know, I don't know why I'm so tired. I shouldn't be this tired. I am wiped out every day. I've, you know, I work fair amount of hours and work hard, but mental energy, I, I can appreciate that when I, I think for me, just to share my experience with it, I feel felt like I was very, we were talking about this, it was very intentional the first six, seven months, whatever it's been now of COVID. I think probably six, eight weeks ago, I hit a wall that I wasn't, it, it, it was a blind spot for me that I was so intentional and so focused. I was actually quite energized and in a way it felt a little guilty because I wasn't traveling and, and I was focused. It was a different type of energy burn. Um, but it caught me. And, and so I'm finding myself having to recalibrate. I got these yeah. dials now. I keep turning, but, nice. <laughs> but at this cal- recalibration I'm working through right now. So I, I want to dig into some of that a, a little bit for you and then focus. What are you, uh, what, what is it with focus? Is it just the inability to do it for long periods or like getting into flow state or what, it, what's, where's the struggle happening there? Right. And it could be all of that. And I think a lot of, a lot of that will stem from just how many new distractions that we have. You know, if again, you go into your office and you've, you've got your desk dialed in, right? I mean, there's a computer, your monitor, you know, where everything is and odds are less distractions. Right. Um, but, you know, so working from home, it's like <laughs> the best knowledge I could come up with is that it just came to mind was, it's like back when you're back in school, you know, and you got, you got a test coming up and you need to study for it, but you just don't feel like it. So you procrastinate and you can find 1,001 things around the house to do that you, right. You that'll take that your attention. Right now. As yes, speak. exactly. Right. <laughs> and, and that's just the nature of being at home and having these just distractions at your fingertips. And now we're all faced with that exact same thing, mm-hmm. but on a professional level. And yeah. so figuring out a way to dial in that desk, um, dial, soundproof your walls, yeah. Yeah. Um, declutter your work area, and just really just remove as many distractions as possible. And okay. that, that's, the, that's the foundation for getting Good. Well, we're We're going to dig into those a, a, a bit, but I, I can relate to both of those big time. And that's, I, I'm, that's interesting that those are the top ones that are coming up. One of the things I'm just curious about for you, so you're very intentional about high performance happiness because when when a high performer, from my viewpoint, lacks mental energy or get struggles with focus, it pisses me off. Like I get really frustrated because it feels like I should be able to control those things. So I'm, mm. I'm curious for you. Now I'm asking you as Jeb Burns, the dude, right? Not the coach. Um, what when do you struggle? Like what come, what triggers those challenges or others for you that gets in the way of, of that performance or that happiness? Is there, is there something that you have to watch for, be aware of, or avoid, or a trigger that you know and see and hear? Mm-hmm. Anything like that come up for you? Yeah. You know, it, it's, um, to, yeah, there's some personal and professional things that come up there. And it, a lot of it, I don't even need to get into the details of it, but just you using that term, tr- 
trigger and getting triggered and I get triggered. We all get triggered. And it's, so it's knowing what are those hot buttons for you. And then, so you can look at it like, well, that's my hot button. I just need to suck it up. Mm -hmm. Or do you want to dig in and get to the root cause of why Mm -hmm. is that triggering? Right. I feel like we've spent hours on it. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me me just share. So on a personal level with being a, being a parent, like there'll be times where my boys will say or do something and I just, I'm triggered and my lid is flipped. And and then I'll you know process and think back on it and be like, okay, why did that trigger me then? Mm. But they've done it fifty other times right, and it didn't right. trigger me. So it wasn't. It's they're not the trigger. It's just my cup was empty. I was in a poor place of mm. self care, mental or physical energy. Yeah. Um, my vessel is empty. I okay. I was tapped out, and so that button gets pressed really easy. And so for me, and that it, it works both personally and with personal and professional communication, um, those triggers, if I'm taking good care of myself and filling my own cup, um, I'm a much better husband, dad, coworker, coach. Um, and that's hard because I'm sure you, it is hard because I'm, you know, it's that, we're all givers here, right? Like we're all here trying to, you know, provide for our company or for our family and we're giving, 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 and you almost might feel a little bit of guilt taking the time for the self-care. And And, and it it, feels counterproductive. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't feel linear to me that, Oh, I take away this time and it's going to help me do more. No bullshit. That's not how, but yeah, it, it is a real thing. It really is. And phrase I've used, and I keep try to re- repeat to myself is you know, the better you can take care of yourself, the better you can provide for others. Mm-hmm. Right. And I got to keep as much as I practice that or preach that I need to continue <laughs> to practice that as well. Cause it is, it's so true. It, and, it is. It's an easy, yeah. It's a, it's a hard one to reconcile the, the analogy I have for anybody who's done water sports. I t- remember teaching you to wakeboard, right? Yes. And there's some very counter intuitive things you have to learn like leaning away when it feels like you're going to fall but actually gives you a better point of leverage more strength a lot of this is pretty good huh that is awesome i love it but it it does i still to this day this morning i meditated i'm like i could absolutely use this 10 minutes to do 10 minutes of email but i know (laughs) i'm supposed to do this right like i have have this conversation with myself so if you you find yourself talking to yourself or, you know, I, I think I, I joke with my wife. I go, one of the great things of getting older is you're more aware, self-aware, of your body and your mindset where you're at. And I go, the downside is we're more self-aware of our body and our mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I know what I'm not supposed to be doing, but I can talk myself into it. Let me go back. So let's talk about what is filling the cup look like for you. Like when you go, okay, just got triggered. I, you know, yeah. I know I'm wiped out. Where, what, what are some of your go-to moves for, for you that, that work? Yeah. For me, the, there, there's two big parts for my self-care. There's the physical part and then there's the mental slash emotional part. Okay. Physically, um, some form of strength training okay. is like the, uh, one of the most efficient ways I can get just work my body. Um, that or a high intensity interval training, some type of sprinting. Um, it's just both of those give me a lot of bang for my buck and are very time efficient. Um, 
And then on the emotional or mental side, like you just mentioned, meditation, if I can find, find, uh, you know, I'm just <laughs> critiquing myself there. Right. When I create, it's not if, it's not about if, mm. when I create the time yeah. to distill, to meditate, that, that is what it, that's what definitely helps set myself up and stabilize myself much more on a, you know, an emotional and mental you know, basis. Okay. Um, my, <clears throat> excuse me, what I've been trying to do for is from six to 7am, I call my, my golden hour okay. and I, I set my alarm, try to get up by six and God, I'm assessing myself there you go. again. Try. It's like, no, dude, you set the alarm and you get up at six. You it's know just everybody's nodding right They're like, no, dude, I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but ideally I get up at six, make my cup of coffee, okay. get a little me- meditation in, and then go into whatever physical activity I, I'm drawn to do right. that day. And it's that hour, that six to seven, six to seven a.m. that I hopefully can have to myself right. and just I just give that to myself and okay. use that for filling my cup up. Um, okay. Thank you. Daylight savings with throwing my kids sleep schedule off. And that went out the window for a couple of weeks, but they're getting back on track, which means I can get back on track. Sure, sure yeah. did. So do you mind, let's dig in on the golden hour. Like, so I want to, let's like mm-hmm. actually walk through and I reckon, you know, we all get like every day is it's never perfect. Right. That's one thing you've always taught me. Right. Is, and I want to get to one of the things that I really learned from you um, in some of the coaching around mental energy and physical energy, but um, I'm going to make a quick note so I don't forget those, but what is that? So wake up coffee. So that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you say? Self, um, self-professed uh, health fanatic, but one of your first go-tos is coffee. So coffee's still okay, right? Coffee's still okay. And okay. when we could dig into the details of quality coffee and all that, but okay. yes, um, I am, um, yeah, I enjoy my couple cups good. of coffee okay. to start each day. Everybody's yeah. like, check the box. I'm good. Yes. All right. Yeah. And, then and meditation, is it guided? Uh, or, you know, where do you do it? How long mm. do you do it? And do you use any tools or anything like that? Great question. Lately, it's been, um, I'll go just go sit in the living room and we have a little ottoman and I'll just sit on that. So I prefer for my meditation to be sitting in an upright position, like sitting just upright like this in the chair that is most comfortable for me and my body. And I can then not focus on how uncomfortable I am sitting in Lotus pose. (laughs) And yep. And, and that's for me. And, um, and focus more on the the meditation practice. And um, most of my meditation practice as of late has been more along um, some of the mindfulness training I had where I'll do like a body scan and feel my toes up to my knees, up to my hips, you know, all the way up through my body, up to my head. And what's that, what that's doing is getting you out of your head right? Like you sit there and you meditate and your mind goes a million different directions. I get, we're going to go off on a little tangent here. Okay. I'm going to dig into this yeah, a little let's bit. Do it. All I right. So, um, th- I mean that everyone, that's everyone's biggest complaint, or I guess you could see complaint or struggle with meditation is they feel like their monkey mind takes over and yeah. And you just, what am I doing later today? Or let me prep for this or, yeah. and you just, you don't even realize that you're sitting there in meditation and you come back and you're like, okay back to my focus. And so what 
the body scan does is it's getting you out of it's giving your monkey mind something to do mm. and it what it's doing is it's it's focusing on yourself and it's basically connecting your mind with your body and which helps when you're going throughout your normal day being more present and we could get into that a little bit too if you want but so it's just a really good mindfulness practice and it's a really nice meditation practice as well um so it's either that body scan or even just something as simple as just breathing and i can just feel it when i do that and bring consciousness just noticing the air going in and out of your nose your mouth you know and just again getting out of your head and and into your into your body um so it can be simple it can be simple anywhere (laughs) totally um Five yeah. minutes, ten minutes, like how, how? Yeah, honestly, it's only been like five or ten minutes okay. as as right. of late. Um, there are two two things I wanted to bring up. So, the yeah, five or ten minutes. The other time I meditate is my boys, like one of us, me or Sherry, to lay with them to go to sleep. So I'll lay next to them, and that'll be another time that I meditate is at night, laying next to them. So that's I, productive. I like that's that. That's right, dude. Talk about, <laughs> <laughs> talk about multitasking. I'm crushing it right there. Boom. Boom. That's yeah. like a double dip right there. Yeah. If, if, if it makes you feel any better when I meditate, I use a guided meditation. I use the headset. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you talked about the monkey mind and the body scan allows you, you know, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm focused on that. But whenever he, mine is so bad and so busy, right around the time he goes, Okay, and now let your mind just go where it wants to. I'm like, shit, I've been doing that the whole time, and now I'm all focused for like the last right. thirty seconds, right? Yeah, so totally can appreciate the monkey mind. I got a totally. whole gymnasium of them. Going yes. yes. Well, let me bring a little positive outlook onto the monkey mind, and then coming back. So we all are guilty of that, and every time that your mind wanders and you come back, you're reinforcing the connection, the physiological, neurological connection between your frontal lobe and um, drawing a blank, I, I want to say the amygdala. It's um, the control center in the middle of your brain that helps with being how you should appropriately respond to the fight or flight. So it's a good repetition. And so every time you wander and you come back, boom, you came back. And you strengthen that repetition. So it's like you just did one curl. You just did a rep. You just did a mindfulness or a meditation rep. Yeah. And so that helps me um, stop beating myself up every when I my mind wanders and I come back instead of being like, oh, dude, stop, stop wandering. I'd be like, nice rep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice rep. Tons of reps in. Let me tell you, I'm getting right. I like golf. I get my money's worth out of the swings. I get right. Oh yeah. I see the whole golf course. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, okay. So five, 10 minutes, you have a couple of different um, Mm. approaches to it and you can mix it up. So it's simple. It's doable. I think the comfort thing is key, right? So that's anything else on the meditation piece? No, the, the, the thing that comes to mind is I struggle with this is if you could just not even turn your phone on or look at your mm-hmm. phone before you get into meditation or before okay. it's just another distraction. Right. And so if you could go into your morning meditation with a clean slate, okay. you, I, I, I find that helps me. Okay. Um, other, otherwise you look at your phone, you get distracted and maybe you start losing 20 minutes of time that you should have been using med- to meditate or whatever. Mm-hmm for one and then two now your mind's gonna be focused on all the 
unfortunate okay. stuff you just read on your phone, most likely, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're in the morning routine. So we just finished meditation. Mm-hmm. What, what happens next? What are we doing next? Next, most likely is either going to be some type of strength training or uh, yoga. Okay. And if you're, what does strength I've, training look like these days at home? Yeah, strength. I actually am more, <laughs> wasn't really going to dig into this, but um, I, I, I think I mentioned to you this, this um, strength device, home strengthening device, a, a prototype I've made for yeah, yeah, doing yeah. home workouts. And so I've actually made a really cool pivot on the design of it. Anyways, so I have this, it's mostly, it's similar to like a um, suspension training in a sense where it's body weight, but it's also one limb versus the other. I've been using that almost exhaustively for my strength training. And it, I mean, I get an amazing workout in 15 minutes and I'm, I'm good for the day. That's awesome. And I, yeah. And I feel like I, I physically feel good and I feel like I can go through the rest of my day and not have that monkey on my back. Like, Oh dude, you still need to do something physical. Yes. I know that like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I did it. And, yeah. That's um, good. Well, we'll, we'll include some notes in, in the, in the show notes, uh, any resources or anything you have for that. But I think the key I want yeah. to take away from there is still easy, still short, 15 short. minutes, right? Yes. Cause you, you and I grew up in a time where it's like, you go to gym for two hours and, yes. and it's this crazy long, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Totally. See, so Strength training or yoga. You mentioned yoga. That's a, that's one on your list too. Yeah. Yeah. Little? With yoga, so it's, and like you just mentioned, the whole you know hour and a half, two hour gym sessions. Like, yeah. yeah, that was a, that was a big part of my late teens and twenties. And now, like, who, who we don't have the time for that. Yeah. And same. So, um, good friend of mine back in San Jose, we got he introduced me to Bikram yoga, and I mean, loved it. But that's a two two and a half hour commitment between driving to the studio doing the hour and a half long session, showering after and going home. I'm at a big chunk of time. So what I've done now is I've just printed out a picture of all the 30 different yoga poses for Bikram yoga. And I'll, I'll rip through it. I'll hold each pose two times for like 10 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. And I'll get through all of it in 15, 20 minutes. Love it. Yeah. And no, I'm not sweating buckets and yeah. I'm not holding the pose for a minute like you do in class and stuff. But I'll tell you, when I do that consistently, I feel wonderful doing it, one. And then two, within like a month or so, like I'll, I'll notice like, wow, my flexibility is that much better. Getting better. And I don't have yeah. any flexibility. It's funny. I just had a, uh, I asked, you know, went in for a physical and doctor's like, why did you come in? I said, I don't know. I think I'm supposed to do this. Right. And so we were talking about, you know, what are you doing? I gave him my morning routine thing. And he said, that's good. He goes, if I could give you any advice, keep with the yoga. And then if you're trying to decide what else to do, do more yoga. And then if you're trying to figure <laughs> out anything beyond that, just stretch. He goes, that if you just stretched, like that is the best thing you can do. And I do feel my best when, when I have, when I have stretched and gone through that, no doubt. Totally. And it definitely, it plays into so many other just physical activities that you may do, let alone just the mindfulness piece that, you know, it is almost like a moving meditation when you do yoga. And so um, there's that, um, you know, emotional or spiritual component, if you will, with it. Um, but again, it doesn't have to be 
a full hour long session. Yeah, you, you can still and you're just yeah. Boom, boom. I uh, <laughs> I and for the high performers, you're we're always looking for an edge, man. Like right, dip, right. You're doing meditation and you're doing something <laughs> active, and that's how you tricked me into it. I think. Um, and what I do now is I'll put something <laughs> on my screen, like just a nice visual, like water running through a creek thing, and I'll do the same thing. I'll just pick a handful of poses and do those. So yeah, so we're about 40, 45 minutes into your morning routine at this point. Is there anything else um, That's like a finisher or is that pretty much the finisher? The finisher is daddy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, and now I'm, and my dad, there it's a there it's then put my dad hat on and walk upstairs and get the boys dressed. It, yeah. Like um, but no, in all seriousness, um, it's you, that is typically it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I feel accomplished if I'm able to get like, like I said, that quiet cup of coffee, yeah. a meditation and something physical, some right. type of movement and whether it's strength training or yoga, then I, yeah, that would what, solid what morning on the days where <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. Like it's just, it's off from the minute you get up. Yeah. For any number of reasons, right? You got to take the kids to school and you weren't planning to. You have a meeting that got booked way earlier than you normally take. So what happens when the routine gets thrown off? How do yeah. you account for that when you're trying to still fill your cup? Yeah. Great question. And there's the looking at it from the perspective of one day versus compared to like a lifespan and in in that day <laughs> right going now no, well and it's like in that day like it just might be a shit show of a day yeah and I, i'm not gonna lie it'll be sitting on like that monkey on my back all day being like because like in your mind mentally you'll tell yourself oh i can carve 15 minutes out and i'll knock it out at noon or i'll knock it out at two right and i'll tell myself that every day yeah yeah i i'll actually do it one out of 10 days right. that that happens, you know, it's just not realistic. Mm. And then I got to remind myself of the, like, um, I love the, uh, the Chinese philosopher Lao Shu, his, uh, the, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And so I'll just look like, are you looking at your fitness or your health as how it is for that day or for a lifestyle? And for me, it's it's a process throughout my whole life. And so if one day goes to crap, yeah, that's okay. I've got X number more days to to keep taking those steps forward, right? The thousand steps. Hopefully you're taking a lot more steps forward than you are back. And that could be personally, physically, nutritionally, professionally, right? Yeah. So uh, that's why I don't, um, maybe that's, the fact that I'm a king of rationalizing anything and how, <laughs> <laughs> and how I can just rationalize just yeah. letting that day go. Yeah. But um, I've just gone for me, I've gotten to a place where I feel pretty darn good hmm. most of the time. Yeah. And if I miss a day, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and maybe, yeah. And I'll, I'll pick it up the next day. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to say that I don't say beat myself up a little bit or it's not on, that it is, I just let completely let it go. And I'm Zen with it. Like, no, it's, I missed that morning and it's going to be on my mind during the day. And, and unfortunately odds are 
it, yeah. it's a wash it's the window. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. that, that long view is, is really important. And that applies. We've talked in the past about nutrition the same way, right? The, the yeah. bad meal, how many meals is it out of the year? Not just today, totally. Right. right? And uh, see, I listen. So, yeah. nice so that long view is important because when you're a high achiever, you're like, that's a failure. I didn't, I didn't yeah. execute on that. And so that's why it sits on our shoulder. But it's, it's, uh, as I was talking about someone earlier today, it was like, you know, this concept of sprinting marathons, you, it's just not sustainable. Right? <laughs> right. So, so you're, you've, you've talked a little bit about that self forgiveness. How, how do you, how do you teach that to somebody who's not wired to give in or give yeah. up or, you know, it feels a little like, a, like you were joking as a justification, but there's actually a whole different way to look at it. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you have to get clear on what your overall goals are and be, and realistic, you know, the, the whole, you know, smart acronym with goals, like, you know, specific and measurable and actionable and realistic. And how long is it going to take? And there's the T, you know, with smart, like time, mm-hmm. like, here's your goal. Like how long are you giving yourself for this goal? Mm-hmm. And yeah, if your goal was tomorrow, I'm doing this and you don't do it. Okay. Then yeah, you failed at that. You did not achieve your goal. Right. Um, but if it's just lifestyle and, this is just the quality of life I want to lead and more days than not, I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's going to work out. Um, yeah. And that, and that's important as you start this journey, I think for a lot of us, and I'm glad we got to dig in today on self care. And I think we could, I want to have some other ones down the road with you on nutrition and some other, mm-hmm. you could do a four hour podcast, which for sure know, kids do, but I don't know if anyone wants to listen to me for four hours. Um, but I, I, I think it's important, the long view on the self-care thing. Like, so I guess as we start to kind of wrap up, I mean, for you've talked about filling the cup and you've shared with us some of the things that you do and some of the, when we went, talked about mental focus and mental energy and the, and the thing. So what role has self-care played in, in that journey for you? And then what role have you seen it play in professional athletes or in, you know, in the people that you're coaching every day that are high performance in business and so forth? Yeah, it's, um, it really comes down to like how, how good do you want to feel physically and mentally? You know, how important is that to you and getting to the root cause as to why you might not be feeling so good at addressing that versus just taking applying band-aids, whether it's caffeine or nicotine or, you know, dumping a bunch of sugar down your throat to just get through that day. Right. And so getting to the root cause of, of what is the dysfunction, correcting that, getting to a place of where you, you're feeling and thinking how you want to, Again, I'm not paying attention to time here, but um, okay. Like when I was 30 years old, I I was in such a poor place mentally. I, I felt like I could be sitting here talking to you, and I felt like I was high because I was in such a s- extreme just brain fog, and that was a regular occurrence for me. Like I was metabolically broken, so I had to. It had to get pretty bad for me, and to start thinking like okay, whatever I'm doing is not working and really do a significant pivot. And once I got a taste of how good I could feel, 
most days or all day, every day for the most part. Again, I'm not perfect, but I was like, man, this is addictive. I want to have this mental clarity and this mental energy all the time. And it, and so that in a coming from a place of just almost despair where I felt like uh, I, I had, you know, I was seeing MDs, I got lab work done, they're ch- testing me for cancer tracers and whatnot, trying to like figure out what's going on here. And there was, there wasn't anything jumping off on the labs. And so digging into like ancestral um, paleo type of lifestyle and digging into that, just, I learned that I was basically metabolically broken. And so rebuilt my metabolism. And so that's the personal story. And it's become just so addictive that I'm like, okay, I need to share this with other people. And like you mentioned, like professional athletes, like what's their their driver? Like here are these athletes, whether it's you know, high school, collegiate, professional, I mean, they're at the top of their game and yeah. at that time frame, and they'll do anything to stay on the field of play. Right. And so they are like the ultimate biohackers because they're looking for every edge that they can do for um, not only to fuel themselves to perform at the highest level, but also to recover as sufficiently as possible so they can continue to do those workouts and those whatever physical activity or sport that they're doing on a regular basis at such a high level. And it, it's really cool to see, especially the professional athletes, you know, they, they've got you know, plenty of resources at their disposal, what they're doing kind of on the recovery side. Um, so they can continue to push themselves, push, 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 and then balance it with the appropriate recovery. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's fun that, to see. That's where that sleep and water come in that you always talk yes. about, right? Yeah. The first time we talked to my, give me the, give me the, like, like I, we're boys, right? Like, just give me the shortcut. And you're like, measure how much water, measure much sleep. I'm like, really, dude, that's it. That's yeah. what started. It made me go through those, that reboot. Right. And it was, and it's been, been true. And I'll never forget the, the recovery and this kind of ties everything together. The, the forgiveness of yourself that in the long view was, you know, if I have to choose between that morning workout or sleep, prioritizing the right things for the recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need at this stage in my life and what I'm focused on for that mental energy you talk about and the focus. And that's something that's really lived with me and it made a big difference for me too. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it's a daily battle because yeah. like for me, like knowing, okay, I want to get up at 6 a.m. You know, my wife's more of a night owl and she'll want to stay up later and I want to spend that time with her. Right. But I also know that, man, if I were to get to bed at maybe 10, but more realistically 11, like I'm still going to get a solid seven hours in and that's going to set me up well for the next day versus, you know, if I'm burning the midnight owl, midnight hour, you know, oil till midnight. And then I'm only getting six hours for me. That's not enough. The big And and I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit snooze and I'm not going to do my golden hour the next day. Right. Right. Yeah. So being aware of that, that timeline and yeah, the the, uh, cost and effect of those choices. Yeah. I think that I just want to share something, you know, it's funny because you, you're a humble guy and you, and you, and I, I know you, you've shared this with me. I hope it's okay to share now, but as you share your story about this, the shift you've done in the last 15 plus years, we're both I, it's so funny. I had my age wrong, Becky and I like argued about it the other day and I just feel like I gained a year. So we're on the other half of our forties, like going towards, yeah. um, but what I, what I love about you, like you feel really good and you and you've almost shared with me like almost 
like feel a little guilty saying that sometimes, mm -hmm. but you know what else you are? You're very happy. And, and it's such a rare thing to see the two things. And, and so I, I hope you keep sharing that. As we wrap, I wanted to ask you though, there's people right now who, who want that, that joy and they want that vibrant feeling back. There's so many reasons not to start or reasons to not stick with it. So if you have one piece of advice for somebody who's really committed to starting, but just doesn't know where or is overwhelmed, what would that be? What would that look Ooh. like? That's Tough a wonderful one, question. Yeah. Like, so let's press pause and I'll come back in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good answer for you. Yeah. That, that wonderful question. It, you know, it's such a personal thing yeah. and it's, you know, you, you see where some people will face just, just horrific um, tribulation in their life. And that was the trigger and they'll rebound in the most amazing way or whereas, but in the, you know, in the, common situation where we're just grinding through these days and you're, if you're just uh, not in a good place like get clear on what it is you want and then so get that clarity you know go on go online do some like values work what are my values or get, get some clarity what it is that i want and is it mental clarity or mental energy or what is it you're that you really want to accomplish and because you need to know where you're going before you can start. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're like, okay, this is where I want to go now, let me start that path. Mm -hmm. And then I don't, unfortunately have a cookie cutter answer for how you start that path. Cause it is such an individual thing. It could be physical. It could be emotional, nutritional, um, Honestly, like for me and pro most of us, I hate to say it, I um, go off into a little rabbit hole here. Like I, <laughs> I remember when I first started this process myself, like I kept looking for that magic pill, right? I'm like, oh, if yeah. I just fix this one well, thing. I called you. I was like, dude, give me right? the magic pill. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, so it's like, I feel like I'm Morpheus in the matrix talking to Neo, right? It's like, you can take the blue pill, <laughs> having an uncomfortable truth or the red pill and, um, and lead uh, just what's the word they i don't know the term they use like an ignorant life or whatever just kind of stay in your dream and unfortunately well that blue there is no blue pill really or that blue pill is made up it's like a venn diagram yeah. there's a lot of parts to that pill yeah and for me it's physical nutritional you know hydration air detox you know and, uh, mindfulness meditation yoga it's all these little pieces and that can feel really daunting, right? At the beginning, when you're trying to start this path to wherever you're going. And say you could take that analogy professionally. It's like, okay, I want to say start this business. And you're like, okay, I got to do these 50 things. Like, where do I start? Right. And the same thing for getting yourself physically or mentally in a good place. Just pick one thing, hmm. start with one thing, make that a habit. And then you, you'll start doing it just unconsciously or subconsciously or just become a natural part of your day. And then you add in another thing and it, and then another thing and then another thing. And they all just start becoming part of your lifestyle to where it's not even like you're feeling like, Oh, I've got this checklist of 15 things I got to do today. It's integrated. It's, yeah. it's just integrated. It's just part of your day. Yeah. And yeah. it just becomes fluid with it. And they compound beneficially on each other mm. and exponentially. And 
and that's where the magic and you know, the rubber hits you know where the rubber hit meets the road and the magic happens is yeah. they all just start working off of yeah. each other and you're putting all those little pieces together because it is a bunch of little pieces yeah and just tap the right resources along the way as you're ready for each little path right totally Physical one yeah. and the spiritual one and the nutritional one and each one's yeah. a little different path right and you, you but you can do it and you can feel better and you can balance these two things you can huge help in in my pursuit of that which is still happening so Thank you, man. I, this You're welcome. Great. I'm glad we could nerd out on self. That's exactly where I wanted to go. Uh, <laughs> nice. And I hope to have you back and we'll talk more about some of the other tactical things. But for now, I wanted to be able to share a little with you with the audience. Um, how can they find you? Where's a good spot to check you out? And yeah. Um, my website is my name, jebburns.com. And then social media on Instagram and Facebook is Coach Jeb Burns. All right. And yeah, that'd be the best way to see what I'm up to. A little self-critic here. I could be a little more active with that stuff. But, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is where you can find me. One habit, Jeff. One habit. One habit. Right? <laughs> totally. Well, listen, yeah. it's, been, it's been great to have you on. I appreciate being here. For everybody else, uh, we will have uh, the podcast uh, up in the notes. You can go check out on the website at helpandhustle.com. And I'll have some links to Jeb's website and some of the other resources there. So thank you for joining, Jeb. Thank you, man. Great to see you. Thank Appreciate you. you. All right, everybody. Likewise. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>